0: Welcome to Burnley Youth Theatre's Exit Stage Left podcast, funded by the Heritage Lottery. The programme looks to record oral history through reflections and revelations from the past 50 years. Burnley Youth Theatre still provides a place for young people of Lancashire to find their voice and a place to belong. We're a registered charity, and if you can support us, please donate through our website. If you're a young person, why not come and join one of our groups? or young at heart, come and volunteer and help the Youth Theatre continue to make a difference for the next 50 years.
1: So, I'm Fi, I'm the Heritage Curator here at Burnley Youth Theatre and I'm sat here with Norman Culp, who, uh who is going to tell us all about the beginnings of Burnley Youth Theatre, really. Well, hopefully, if
0: my uh, memory doesn't play. <laughs>
1: So how did you first become involved with the Youth Theatre?
0: Well, um, I was at Verner Grammar School at the time and um, I'd had an interest for a few years in amateur Dramatics. Um, through a connection of my mother's, um, I had become involved behind the scenes at the Burnley Garrick Club. Um, I'd been particularly keen to get involved with the uh, sound and light thing at the club. Uh, and then I'd started doing a couple of productions at Burnley Grammar School. We did joint productions with the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a taste then for Treading the Woods. And um, I think one sort of cold Friday in autumn, I looked in the Burnley Express and there was a large advertisement um, for a meeting for young people in the area who were interested in the theatre um, because they were thinking of starting a youth-orientated drama group in the town. So, um, it was organised by a guy called Gordon Sims. I wish I could remember exactly what his function was. I think he may have had something to do with the Mid-Pennine Arts Association at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think he was a coordinator for drama and perhaps uh, youth drama um, in the area. So, the initial meeting was held in a, classroom at the then Burnley College on Ormerod uh, Road in Burnley, mm-hmm. and I seem to recall it was quite well attended, there were quite a number of people there. Uh, so Gordon and his right hand man at the time, who was Mick Dawson, who then went on to have many years of involvement with Burnley Youth Theatre, uh, they sort of gave us a talk about what their intentions were, and um, we sort of signed up.
1: Yeah. So what about it interested you the most? What was,
0: what well, was the draw? Uh, I, whilst I, I went on to have a long and very happy association with Bernie Garrick Club, at the time as a teenager, uh, there weren't really other people my age at Bernie Garrick Club. And uh, I had a couple of friends at the grammar school, particularly a lad called Ken Hodge, who uh, was a year older than me. Uh, but we were a group of lads who'd uh, been interested in drama. and. Uh, so we used to go out rather naughtily having a drink on Saturday nights. Uh, I think Ken perhaps was just legally old enough, I certainly wasn't at the time. And uh, I think we agreed as a group that we'd, uh, we'd go down and, uh, and give it a try.
1: Oh, and see what was on our Yeah. So what do you remember of your first production?
0: Project? Well, uh, you say first production fee, but in fact it was my only one.
1: Oh.
0: with Burnley Youth Theatre uh, for a number of reasons, uh, primarily because uh, at the time I was in the lower sixth and the following year um, it was upper sixth A-levels time and uh, I had to concentrate a bit more on schoolwork. Um, although I did do a school play that year and helped a couple of things with the Garrick but I didn't have time to do everything else. Mm. Um, but the first production, what, what they decided to do was uh, to use uh, Tangley drama studio. Mick Dawson was a drama teacher at Tangley School and they just had this lovely drama studio created. Uh, so it was all brand spanking new, hung mainly with drapes and uh, uh, pull out raked seating. I don't think it held many people, perhaps under 100 I'm thinking, but, uh, uh, but it was unusual and uh, there wasn't anything like it in the town. Uh, there were uh, a number of uh, Dramatic Societies who performed here, there and everywhere, Burnley College stage, but the Garrett Club had their own theatre. There used to be a musical theatre on uh, Hamilton Street at Burnley at the top of the old co-op building. So the drama studio was something completely different to anything I'd seen before. And what they decided to do was to do two one-act plays. So. The first one, which was the one I was in, was a, a one-night play called The Bear by Anton Chekhov. Mm-hmm. And the second one um, was Harold Pinter's The Dumb Waiter. Now, they didn't have large casts, there were only three in the first one, and the second one was a two-hundred The Dumb Waiter. So um, I was in The Bear, and um, Mick Dawson and Gordon Sims split the directing, so Mick directed The Bear and Gordon Sims did The dumb Waiter. So uh, The Bear is um, a tale of a, of a Russian landowner who calls on a house on his land where um, a newly widowed uh, Russian lady lives with her manservant, and he calls to collect some money uh, that he's owed. And it starts off with uh, them being quite confrontational to one another. And within the space of one act, uh, they finish up kissing and as a couple. So uh, uh, I don't know if that really happens in (laughs) real life, but it certainly happened in Chekhov's Russia. Um, So um, I was the the Russian landowner, a lovely friend of mine called Lynn Eccles uh, was the uh, lady the widowed lady, and um, another good friend of mine, who I'm still uh, very much in contact with, Dave Weston, played the manservant, Luca. So uh, David, I think, had the very first line ever spoken uh, by anybody in the, uh, in the youth theatre. So we did that in the first half, and then after the interval, it was a two-hander. My friend, uh, Ken Hodge, uh, played one of the two guys in the Dumb Waiter. And unfortunately I cannot for the life of me, and I've been trying very hard, I cannot remember the guy who played the other one. Sadly, um, Ken passed away a few years ago, otherwise I would have got in touch with him, and I'm sure he would have remembered, but I can't do that. <laughs> uh, but the dumbwaiter uh, is about two hitmen who are in a sort of basement of a, uh, perhaps an old hotel that's not in use anymore. And they're awaiting their instructions from their master about who the next victim will be for these Hitmen, and uh, there is a dumbwaiter there and I seem to recall with constructors um, a wooden dumbwaiter and it kept clattering down and bringing messages to them sometimes I think I remember rightly orders for food and things like that and they couldn't understand what was going on. Um, I won't say what the ending was in case anybody ever goes to see the dumbwaiter but uh, it does have quite a surprise. That surprise is a twist. So those were the first uh, two performances, and as I say, they were the only ones I, was, uh, I took part in acting. I did help out a little backstage for a subsequent one, um, which was a, um, a sort of local drama that was written. And it was, about, uh, it was about the time that the M65 was being built through Burnley. And I think the play was about the problems that it was causing to communities where they were being ripped down and rehoused and not compensated. Properly, but uh, I only had a minor backstage helping role with that, so I don't remember that too well. Um, but what I can say with a great deal of certainty is that this all—all all the beginnings—took place uh, probably at the end of 1971, the beginning of 1972. Uh, the reason I can be absolutely certain that it didn't go beyond that is that. Uh, Ken was the year above me at school, so he was in Upper Sixth. And uh, in September of 1972, he went away to university, so uh, wasn't around anymore. So, um, I can't be absolutely precise, but my gut feeling is that we had the initial meeting late in 1971, and I think we did the, uh, the two-one-act play sometime relatively early in 1972, because uh, I think Lynn and uh, I were at school, David had left school, Uh, Ken uh, would have been doing his A-levels, so I I think we probably got everything out of the way before the exam time came along. So those were uh, my initial memories and uh, I know that um, um, that when it started it had a more convoluted title, uh, you might remember something like that something
1: not school Yeah something only schools, yeah, schools drama group
0: or something like that but I, I'm sure uh, we almost immediately shortened that to Burnley Youth Theatre mm. and of course that's stuck ever since and uh, here we are sitting in the magnificent yes. premises that the yes. Youth Theatre now has which uh, a far cry from a, a, a drape-hung drama studio at Turnley School which uh, of course is no longer there It's uh, yeah. it was demolished so mm. they, they uh, there should be a plaque there to say that the new theatre's first production took place on this spot.
1: So even though you you only took part for a short period of time, it must be quite quite strong memories for you.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's surprising the sort of things that you you do remember. Um, I went away to university then, but only for a year, and when I came back, I, I started to get more involved with Bernie Garrett Club. So um and by then I was 1920 and perhaps at the older end of what at that time the youth theatre was aimed for so um although I went to see a few productions early on um I no longer took part in any and I, I did spend very many years with the Garrick Club uh, yes. doing all sorts of jobs I was the treasurer for many years but uh, I acted I directed I stage managed I built the sets so. Sort of raffle tickets, so I, I, I was thoroughly involved with the Garrick Club for many years.
1: Would you say the Burnley Youth Theatre inspired that? or?
0: Oh, um, I think it complimented it because, uh, as I said earlier, I'd already started mm-hmm. to have some involvement with the Garrick um, And I think those of us who initially were involved with the youth theatre, most of us had some sort of drama experience through school and I think one or two with church societies and that. Um, so right at the beginning, it didn't do what it has done so well since, which is obviously to take quite young uh, people, children, um, and develop them into um, people with a love of and a penchant for the theatre. Uh, I think we already came with a bit of theatre experience, but I am sure since then uh, there's many a person who's gone on to uh, either amateur or professional theatrical work who've been inspired by the new theatre so it's it's lovely to think that whilst we weren't part of setting up that sort of inspirational thing we were part of getting the thing going Get in a very it going,
1: Definitely. Um, how did it differ from school drama was there? Uh,
0: well very different because I think when we did plays at school and musicals we we always went for things that had large casts so that as many people as possible could be involved and of course um as i said the two one-act plays we did had very small casts so mm-hmm. you know for, for the bear the rehearsals were just four of us uh, Mick and the three actors and uh, for the dumb just just three of them and, and that was quite a bit more intimate and quite different and i and i think in a more intimate setting like that there is definitely the chance to learn a bit more theater craft than there is when you're part of a big group at a school, because it's difficult for the uh, the directors, who are also teachers at schools, to uh, to spend time with an individual and nurture them. But uh, I think it, certainly in the beginnings, of the youth theatre was very much able to do that.
1: Yeah. So you develop real relationships. Yes,
0: I uh, have to say that, uh, with the exception of the lad whose name I can't remember, uh, the other four of us uh, were known to one another because uh, David. Ken and myself were at Bernie Grammar School, and and uh, Lynn Eccles was at the Girls' High School, which was uh, next door to the Grammar School. So we were all friends already. Yeah. So uh, that that helped a bit. That we were <laughs> that we were uh, performing, you know, with friends and uh, doing mm-hmm. all this with friends. But but it was it was very different. And uh, I think you know when I see what the youth theatre developed into since, it would have been lovely. And I'd have perhaps got involved with with drama. A lot earlier, if something like the Youth Theatre had been available at that time, but uh, uh, it was just um, adult theatre groups that you could get involved with, and uh, they very rarely had the need for a a child or a teenager in the production. So, uh, um, but uh, um, you know, I, I think it's great now that we have. You know, with the youth theater and basics theater group and I think there's a young people's theatre group in come mm-hmm. where I now live that we have these um, uh, groups aimed at younger mm-hmm. people which complements the, uh, the, the the seniors and I think um, things like some of the pantomime societies now do also get young people involved yes. and you know they can cut their teeth in that but if it develops in them an interest in drama and the theater going forward then it's been very useful.
1: Mm-hmm um we'll a question back on. Yes, we' just about um how drama has been a part of your life has it continued to be a part um of
0: my life? It, it was a part of my life for very very many years and then um, I think like everything you do it it, it was my main hobby mm-hmm. and uh, a very time-consuming hobby because I, I had some sort of involvement with every uh, play that we did at the Garrick in somewhere. and I, I was on the committee, I was a treasurer, so I was, um, I was very involved with the club. And um, we also were very friendly with with, um, with all the the pool of actors and actresses in the Burnley area, so those who did um, shows, those who could sing, which uh, Sadly, I, I was never spotted as a singer, so I, okay. I didn't really do much in the musical scene. But but we were all great friends, and it was a you know it was a huge crowd of friends, and my main social grouping uh, came through that. So um, that was great for many years. But then um, I got a couple of other interests um, outside drama, and one of those offered an opportunity for a, um, a couple of years to do something quite different. But there was quite time consuming. So um, I thought a change is as good as a rest and I went down that avenue. And that developed into a lot of other things after that. So um, in terms of performing, it's quite a few years now since I last dropped the, the boards. And um, although I'm a, a, an honorary life member of the Garrick Club, I've no longer been involved in productions uh, for many years. But uh, uh, my wife and I do like to go to the theatre. We do like to support the theatre and, and, and attend performances. Um, so these days, it's more um, it's more watching than doing, uh, which is perhaps as well, because uh, I used to get quite frustrated when I was younger doing plays at the Garrick, that some of the older members seem to struggle to put their scripts down and learn their lines. And now that I've got to uh, slightly more mature age myself, <laughs> I realise that it's a universal problem. <laughs> Gone are the days when I could look at a s- script a few times and, and have it in my mind, so uh, I'm not too sure it wouldn't be too daunting to try something next. Okay. I don't
1: have
0: any more. Um, well, I just hope it's been, been useful and uh, oh, um, obviously um, the timings are maybe a little bit different to what the uh, the youth theatre thought. I, I, I know I used to come to productions here, uh, no, the the previous incarnation of the theatre here, mm-hmm. and um, uh, well, just going back to after it started, I think after a couple of years, Gordon Sims left the area to take up a job elsewhere, mm. and, and Mick uh, assumed the mantle as director of the youth theatre. And uh, I used to come to performances here, and there'd always be a list at the back of the programme of previous productions, and I always used to be quite frustrated, because it it started from the time that Mick took over. I always used to say to people, but we did a few things before that that aren't listed. Um, So, you know, I think there was some confusion for quite a while over the exact date that it started, and whilst I can't be more precise, I'm sure it's sort of late 71, early 72 that we. we got going.
1: That you had your meeting.
0: then yeah, we had the meeting and did the yeah, first uh, production yes. and um, I'm pretty sure we did it under the name of the Youth Theatre mm-hmm. at the time but obviously um, I think it evolved when Mick took over and you know it, yes. he, 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 from a great deal of the work that he put in it's developed into the organisation that it is mm-hmm. today with obviously the help of an awful lot of people in between oh, uh, but I think he moved it perhaps into the direction where it started to encourage much younger people to get involved and uh, and productions got bigger and had larger and yes. and more people helping
1: did you ever come when it was the big sheds
0: on the side yes uh, yes what do you remember oh <laughs> not a great deal no. it, it, it wasn't a building that inspired memories <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, I, I have memories of, of many theatres in and around the area but that one um, I just remember it not, not being excellent, that great. But, uh, it was perhaps, I mean it was a little bit bigger than Tenney Drama Studio but, yeah. uh, uh, but, but, but uh, you know I do remember the, the, the youth theatre moving to this site and yeah. uh, uh, my, my then in-laws uh, just uh, lived up the road on Queens Park Road. And uh, I remember we used to wonder why they uh, were sited the youth theatre uh, next to what was then a rather large tip. <laughs> yes, it was, wasn't
1: it? On absolutely,
0: the top. absolutely. It seemed an odd place, but you know, have no, I have no idea what the history of acquiring the land was, or who the land belongs to. But uh, obviously, uh, from those humble and what looked like awkward beginnings on a, on a not ideal site, it's developed into something really very special. Thank you. It was a pleasure.